Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. What's up, Show Your Scars? I hope you guys are doing well. It's been a minute, but I'm excited to be back with a few episodes and bring you guys some different perspectives on the rehab process and how people are getting through it. I hope summer is going well, and I love seeing you guys in gear. Uh, I'm trying to repost as much as I can, so keep sending that our way. Keep sending us stories. I'm getting stories at info at the aclclub.com. I love reading them. I love responding. So make sure you keep doing that because this is what it's about. It's about community. And wow, you guys, this community is incredible. The amount of responses you guys have to each other on Instagram, how you're sharing your strength with one another. It's a beautiful thing to see because it's not an easy process. And we are helping, trying to help you guys figure out and navigate your way through it. But I think the best way to do that is with each other. So thank you for doing that. On today's podcast, I am excited because I am welcoming in an American Ninja Warrior again, Angela Gargano. And Angela and I connected on Instagram. I saw her struggling for extension in a video and I recommended a couple things to her And you guys, before I talk about Angela, if you're struggling with extension, this is something, or if you're new in the process, if you're just about to have your surgery, make sure you work on extension right away. It feels more comfortable to put a pillow underneath your knee, but put the pillow underneath your heel. I highly recommend a wedge pillow. You can get them at Bed Bath & Beyond. You can get them on Amazon. It allows you to support and elevate your leg on a wedge pillow and then put a little pillow underneath your heel. Getting extension is so important and it's easiest to do it when you're already in discomfort and you're in discomfort those first few days, maybe that first few, that first week. So keep working on it right then. Anyways, that's how Angela and I talked to, started talking to each other. And then I started following her and was interested in what she was doing and She's a fitness expert. She lives in Rhode Island and she has a really cool story. And I think that one of the cool thing is, is we've all been right there. We've been working hard for what we feel like is everything we want, right? Whether no matter what sport you are, you feel like you're at your strongest and, and then it's one landing, one step, one tackle. It changes everything. We have to not only regain our belief in our path, but in our body again. Angela Gargano is doing just that. She's a fitness expert and an American Ninja Warrior competitor. We talk about Angela's love for gymnastics growing up, how she attributes her fitness career and passion to tearing her ACL while in college, and how now, years later, she is going through the process again on her other leg how she has learned from the first time, what she hopes to pass on to others going through rehabilitation, how vulnerability actually reflects strength, and how she is continuing to work out in the midst of her rehab process. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this, and here she is, Angela Gargano. Hello, Angela. How, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. We just met recently over Instagram. The great the greatness of social media, right? And mm-hmm. oh, I, I think I I think I recommended. I saw you trying to get your legs straight, and I was like, you need a wedge pillow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a wedge pillow yeah, is like one of my <laughs> wedge pillow is like one of my hacks of ACL rehab because those first few weeks if you don't work on your extension it is so hard later down the road which is kind of what you're going through right now right oh oh yeah definitely (laughs) gosh um so we we talked about that and then just kind of got chatting a little bit so you're currently in an ACL rehab right now and we'll get to that but I want to 
tell everybody kind of maybe who you are right now, like what you what you do, and then maybe how you got injured, and then we'll go back and, and talk about what life was like for you growing up and um, how sports are such a big part of your, your life. So tell oh, everybody yeah, a little about yourself. Um, so basically, um, I'm actually originally from New Jersey. So I um, moved to Rhode Island in 2008. And I decided to um, do college gymnastics. That's always what I wanted to do. So I moved to Rhode Island, started doing college gymnastics. Um, I actually was going to school for biochemistry, um, oh, wow. which, is pretty, which is a pretty intense thing to go through. Yeah. Um, so I went to school for biochemistry. And, you know, while I was doing gymnastics, I obviously went, I went up tearing my left ACL. So this is my second ACL tear. Okay. Um, so I tore my left ACL. Um, and I was like completely devastated because I'd actually never been injured before in my entire life. So yeah, and it's a shock start off when with that's, that. Yeah, is like uh, what? So I went through that entire process, um, and through that, I started becoming pretty passionate about fitness because I was like, oh wow, like I can be so much stronger than I was. Like I know I was doing gymnastics, but I wasn't like well conditioned. I wasn't conditioning myself or you know working out in the gym. I was just literally just doing gymnastics. Um, so I started getting passionate with that, you know, started working out a lot more, um, got into it a lot. And then when I graduated school, I um, started working at Brown and then I worked at a pharmaceutical company. Um, and then during that time, I started getting more into fitness competitions. Um, but the fitness competitions where you like flip around and stuff. So you have like a three minute fitness routine. Um, you get to flip around, you get to do all these strength moves. And I thought it was great because I didn't get to really do everything I wanted with my first ACL tear. Um, so it was like so I got fitness and gymnastics combined. Combined, yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so it's super cool. I got, like, super into that, and I started doing really well with it. I'm, like, winning competitions. I went up winning um, Miss Fitness America. Um, and then, you know, doing while doing that, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to quit my job, my main job, and I'm going to start my own little, like, fitness business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, like, my parents thought that was crazy, but I did it anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> like, quit um wound up opening my own fitness business um and that's kind of where that's where I am today like I own my own um my own gym um like during all that you know I did more fitness competitions and I started getting into um American Ninja Warrior um so I started doing a lot of ninja training things like that and I was able to go on the tv show um in I can't remember what it was season seven the first time I was on it um, so that kind of like changed a lot of my training around cause I was training for the fitness competitions and now I was like climbing on things right? <laughs> and doing like obstacles and things like that. Um, so now basically like I own my own gym. I have some, um, you know, some ninja stuff in here, but a lot of it is like mostly like functional training. Um, but that's basically the, like the background I have of basically like gymnastics, ninja, um, all sorts of stuff. So what you grew up doing gymnastics then was that your love from the beginning oh yeah oh absolutely like when my mom I used to do all sorts of sports my mom one day was like this is too many sports you have to pick one I immediately was like I want to do gymnastics like I can't live without like being upside down and you know, <laughs> doing all these crazy things <laughs> can you describe the feeling of you're in the corner of the your floor routine right and you're about ready to do like your pass like your major pass like that feeling of how do you feel in that moment? Is it like, I got this or you like go through your whole routine or is it kind of like you're in a flow, you know, in soccer, like there's moments where you're in a flow and you just don't really think about it. It just happens. I mean, when I'm in the court, when I was in the corner doing my tumbling passes, I remember the first one, I was like, I don't know. It's like this adrenaline that comes over you mm-hmm. and you're, you go full force. I think for me, I always had an issue where I was like, Oh my God, I'm gonna have too much adrenaline. I hope I land on my feet. <laughs> So there is that. And then obviously by the last tumbling pass, you look at it like in pure exhaustion and you're like, all right, I got to push through. And it's kind of cool to like push through that like next barrier, like while you're on that last tumbling pass. Do you feel every twist and turn and flip that you like, can you recall that feeling of being midair during one of your major tumbling passes? Oh yeah. It's like, it's something you, you really, you can't forget. It's yeah. just, it's, an incredible feeling to be able to like defy gravity like that and just to do these things with your body. And I felt like super grateful to like, you know, have my, like, I felt like pretty aware of like where my body was. Um, and I felt like that was just such a amazing thing. Yeah. 
it's cool because that's one of the things that I feel like not a lot of people ever get to experience, right? Like so many kids play soccer and they, you know, or they play basketball or whatever, but gymnastics is such a specialized sport. It kind of reminds me of that feeling of like a surfer in, in a wave, like in a, the tunnel of a wave. And like, you're just, it's like an inexplicable feeling that you'd only know if you ever do it. And I can never flip. I have a bad gymnastics. <laughs> I have a bad gymnastics story from high school where I really tried to nail my back handspring or my round off back handspring and ended up breaking my teacher's nose. So, um, oh my God. <laughs> so that gymnastics like in me did thing. not, did not mix, but, um, yeah, that's what I'm just curious about it. So, um, sorry for the tangent, but I, I feel like that's just one of those cool <laughs> things in life that like not a lot of people get to experience. No, definitely not. Uh, so now you're you're big into fitness, and you said one of the things that sparked that was your ACL rehab in college. And, and what mm-hmm. was that process like for you? Because as athletes, when we go through something like this, it's weirdly enough, it tends to be a lot of people's first injury or first major injury. And that's sad and it's difficult and uh, it's really hard to wrap your brain around what this big, long rehab is going to be like. And for you, do you recall what that felt like knowing that you had six to 12 months of, of rehab in front of you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally remember like when I first, I saw my ACL when I was doing, I was in practice and I was twisting. That's a very common thing for people to pay their ACLs on twisting. Um, and I just remember, I thought I was totally fine. Like after, like my knee was okay. I practiced the rest of the practice. And the next morning I woke up, it was so swollen. Mm-hmm. And I never like I never not had, like didn't have gymnastics in my life. So when the doctor came in, it was like, you, tore, well, first of all, he had no bedside. <laughs> he came yeah. in and he was like, like you tore your ACL. He's like, you know, that's, that's it. Like you're done with gymnastics. Like that's it. Like that's literally how he said it. And I was just like bawled my eyes out. I just remember just feeling hopeless. I was like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know. I, I can't, I, I can't believe this. Like one little mistake and little, like, it wasn't even a mistake. It was just a little, like, I just, yeah. I just came down a little weird. Um, and like everything was turned like completely upside down. Um, I do also remember not understanding how bad and how long the recovery process was until after I had the surgery. I like kind of was just, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I kind of thought that everything was going to be fine and it wasn't going to take that long. Mm-hmm. And when I woke up from surgery and realized like the extent of what I'd just gone through, I was like, oh my God, this is so much more than I thought. <laughs> yeah. In those first couple weeks, you, you mentioned how you never, you had always been with gymnastics and to be away from it. How hard was that for you to cope in those first couple weeks? It was so hard. And it was also, um, like it was difficult because I'm, you know, I was missing out on my season. Like I was a, a gymnastics captain. Like, mm. you know, I was like, you know, part, I was really helping like build with a team and I actually had to like get surgery again on that knee just to like yeah, prepare my meniscus again. Cause it like, well, they will like, take it out. Yeah. Um, and that I wound up missing my senior year, you know, um, competition because of that. So it was just really sad. Like I, I had missed out on all this stuff that I was looking so much forward to. So it definitely was tough and like really tough, like emotionally. Um, I think emotionally more than physically. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think this, this injury, because as athletes, that's all we've done, right. Is like physically, we know how to deal with the things that are tough. Like you're a gymnast, you were in the gym, I probably countless hours a day. Right. And that's just what you mm-hmm. knew. And you could, push through those physical barriers but when it comes to the mental side of pushing like we we don't know how to cope with those things when we can't physically push through something like I think mental toughness is often you know misunderstood in sports because we think mental toughness means pushing through physical boundaries and having that mental fortitude to say like I can run an extra lap or I can do an extra pass, but like the mental toughness is really in those moments of when you can't physically do the things, what are you telling yourself? How do you get through those things? What are you reading? What are you, uh, mm-hmm. all those other extra things. Right. And I think that's a big component of it that is not often d- understood. No, definitely not. Definitely not. So with that, 
you are in college and trying to cope with this, you mentioned that you felt like you wanted to still do some stuff. And was that, is that what sprung your love for fitness? And did you start to do anything that you could despite your knee injury? Um, you know, that was safe still, but like, how were you getting a workout? Because we, you know, you and I, we're workout junkies, right? We want, we want to feel that adrenaline. And I think a lot of athletes are, and they feel like in those first couple weeks, they're not allowed to do it, but did you find a way to, to do some stuff? Yeah. So what's funny is, I mean, I can like really, I'm going to speak super honestly, the first couple of weeks, um, obviously I was, I was in bed rest. And then after that I was, I was pretty depressed. So yeah, I was in college. So I went out, I was drinking, mm-hmm. you know, doing like eating shitty food, just mm-hmm. being like whatever. And then like halfway through that, I was like, this is not like, I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel right. Like whatever. So I actually went and I, I hired a trainer. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like, I did a ton of research. Um, and my mom was like, you know, it's a waste of your money. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, I really think it's going to be the best thing that I could do for myself. So I literally found a trainer went into him and I was like, listen, I know I can use my upper body. I know I can use my left, like my one leg, my other leg. Uh-huh. I know I can use my core. I was like, just, I'm like, whatever we can do, let's, let's just work out. Um, so I would go in with him, like think twice a week or so. Um, and he would just, you know, keep giving me stuff to do. I started feeling so much better from that, that I started being better and being healthier and then, you know, trying more things. And as I was healing, I would ask my, um, my surgeon, I would be like, hey, so would it be cool if I do, like, some of this conditioning stuff over the, you know, the uneven bars over the pit? There's, like, a a foam pit you can go over. And, you know, so slowly I started doing stuff over the foam pit, you know, so still keeping my gymnastics intact, um, but being safe about, you know, landings and stuff like that. Obviously, it's risky no matter what, but it it kept me going. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try and work around it and still keep really strong. So I got really good at bars Mm -hmm. because – it's the only thing I was allowed right. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting how you talk about that. And um, I think this is true for a lot of people. I know it was true for me. And it's that feeling of like running away from the thing that's causing us the pain, right? So for you mm-hmm. and I, we were both in college. We were drinking. We were not eating right. We were trying to use other forms of like coping mechanisms that actually don't help you cope with things. No. And <laughs> the moment that you look to yourself in the face and like internalize that, yeah, this hurts, but like th- what I'm doing is not helping me. What can I do to help me? That was a big turning point from you. Did it, did it turn from depression to, uh, hopefulness? Yeah. And it kind of, it turned into like this new fire and like this mm. new determination. Like my coach from the beginning was like, you know what? He's like, I bet you this is going to be a blessing in disguise because yeah, I was a good gymnast, but, you know, I would be sloppy with things. You know, I was just throwing things. I wasn't, I, I was just, like, kind of forgetting about my technique and just doing, so it literally, like, from, like, I was finally started listening to that, and I was like, you know what? I can come back and so much better and, you know, have better technique. And so it just kind of, like, clicked. It yeah. took so, it took a while, obviously. But, yeah. like, it just kind of clicked that, like, you know what? Like, I really believe things happen for a reason, and I think this was there to tell me. And it also led me to my passion. Right. Like, I don't think I would have ever gotten so far into fitness like this if I didn't have that injury so I feel like it really like was the you know the starting point for like all this stuff that I've been doing and with that rehab because I know you're currently in an ACL rehab but you're 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 still in the beginning process so we'll get to that but in that rehab what do you feel like was the biggest lesson that you learned from it from the first rehab yeah that I went through, I think the biggest lesson I learned from like the first rehab was that I needed to make sure that I conditioned my bot. If I want to do all this crazy stuff in gymnastics, I can't just be like doing it. <laughs> like you need to like make sure that everything in your, in your body is like, is strong. Like, you know, I was just, again, just flipping. No, you need to like be well conditioned everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I like totally neglected that. <laughs> at first like again I was strong I could you know do some conditioning like in um like when I was like in college and stuff like that but like it was never like to the extent that I like should have done it so I think it was important to really sit back and be like wait okay like I need to be doing this and I think that I took that away from it for sure and it's really hard for us you know people in general that part of your brain that starts to like really develop and understand how everything comes and connects together and to see that there is a future and the way you treat yourself now is like 
a part of your future that that part of your brain doesn't really develop until you're in your your mid 20s and so it is hard for us to conceptualize that what we eat is going to affect mm-hmm. us and you know some people learn that lesson a little bit sooner than later but i think that's one of the good things like the blessings in disguise about this is that you realize how everything is so interconnected. Like you said, you learn a lot about your body from a mental, from a health, from a nutrition, Mm -hmm. from how your knee and your hip and your ankle are all, you know, the function of them all are reliant on each other. I didn't know that before I tore my ACL. Oh, same. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, how long I was, was like, that? I'm invincible. Oh, yeah. We all think we're invincible, which I think is part of what allows us to get to the place that we are in sports, right? Is you just mm-hmm. keep working hard and um, taking care of your body is just, uh, I don't have to, right? I feel all right. Or I, I yeah. ate, at least I ate, you know, I are drinking water and then... Um, then you get to the point where either your body unfortunately breaks down or you hit a point where you're old enough that you're like, wow, I can't do that anymore. You know, I have to start learning how to treat my body better. And my hope is that we can start that a little bit sooner and get younger athletes to not only care about what they're putting into their body, but also treat them or teach them how to correctly move, right? And land and and agility and things that maybe we can help reduce the risk of people joining the ACL club. Oh yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, that process for you, you mentioned you had to have a a meniscectomy the year after, but what was that full process like you, for you? How long was it? Okay. So when the first ACL tear I got my surgery in March, and then I was able to get back into doing gymnastics um, January. But, I mean, again, there were still some limitations. I think I pushed it a little further than mm-hmm. I should have. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I felt good. I had a great therapist. So, like, she was not letting – she didn't let me leave therapy until I was doing a back handspring in her office. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was, like, yeah. So, that was pretty – she's like, all right, you're going to do a back handspring. I remember, I remember that moment. She's yeah. Like, right here. And she's like, yep, right here. I'm like, oh. Hey, <laughs> aren't those um, great moments though in rehab when your physical therapist challenges you in a way that you're like, "Whoa, can I do that?" But I know, they yeah, know, pretty, right? Yeah, they were great. And then, um, so so the meniscus thing was actually the meniscus thing was pretty crazy. I should talk about that for a second. So <laughs> I all I did was like the leap, oh. and then I felt a little uh, on my leg, and I'm like, "All right, whatever." I didn't even think about it. Then there was one day where I was just sitting. I was sitting, like, just doing homework in uh-huh. my room, and all of a sudden, I couldn't get up. Like, my leg would not move. It was, like, paralyzed. And I'm, oh like, yelling gosh. to my roommate. I'm, like, I can't get up. She's, like, are you serious? I'm, like, I literally just can't get up. I don't know what's going on. It's, like, it felt like it was, like, just wasn't – I wouldn't move. So Like, your knee was locked. the crutches, went to the athletic trainer, and he – but she was totally right. He suspected that my meniscus had torn, retorn, mm-hmm. and then a piece of it flapped out. Mm-hmm. I was getting stuck in like my joint yeah so it wouldn't allow my leg to move so he would like do some stuff to it and then finally start moving again right so for a while i had this tear where i would be walking normally like feel fine great and all of a sudden it would get stuck and i would be like it would be like a random moment you feel like you were just tumbling and i'd be like i can't get out now <laughs> like, oh my know. gosh like, yeah so it was pretty annoying it was annoying it was yeah. crazy and i was like oh my god and after a while i was like i have to get this fixed and i was so paranoid from the first surgery so this time I like made sure like I had my family there. Like I was like, and even though it was like the easiest surgery ever, they just cleared it out and I was back in like a week. But yeah. it was just like, it was so crazy. I was like, people thought I was like lying sometimes. I literally would just be like, I can't get up. They're like, you just were doing the flip. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. I promise. <laughs> I like literally can't move. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned something, something interesting though, that I think people we take for granted maybe, but you were saying I prepped myself better for this surgery because and I asked my family to be there. Why was that important to you? Because the first time I got the surgery, so I was obviously in Rhode Island. My parents were in New Jersey. And again, none of us in my family had gone through any major surgery. Mm-hmm. We did not know what we were getting ourselves into. So I literally got out of the surgery. It was so bad. I was a mess. I had a CPM machine at the time. They don't really do that anymore. Um, so much pain. Um, but then they had to leave. So they had to go back to work. Mm. <laughs> so I was by myself, like, I go through the beginning parts of the of the surgery and I just remember like not being able to get food like I couldn't I was like 
I just remember being like, I felt like hopeless. Couldn't even get to the bathroom. That was like the biggest thing yeah. for me. It's funny. I was talking to that other ACL lady um, about it. I was like, I was like, do you remember trying to go to the bathroom? It was so hard because mm-hmm. to get to the bathroom, first of all, you can't even hold your leg up. Then you have to sit on the toilet, but you can't, your leg won't stay there. Yeah. So you have to hold it. Yeah. <laughs> like in place, like while you're peeing. And yep. then you're trying to get up, but you're like in so much pain. You're like, oh my God, I can't get up. I don't know what to do. So just remember that panic. So it's like this time, like, nope, mom, dad, like you're going to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so important. They're, they're like our, our, physical crutches, right? They help us through so many things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we take advantage of the people that are in our lives that are supportive of us. And and the fact that it's hard to ask for help and asking for totally. help and asking for people to be there for you makes you feel less strong. And actually it's the complete opposite. It makes you stronger saying like, I can't do this by myself. I need you. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, that definitely is really hard. I mean, I was definitely stubborn. I like to do things by myself. I don't want to ask for anything. And here I am sitting there like, oh my God, I like, I need mm-hmm. someone to help me go to the bathroom, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, good tip for uh, people listening that have or are going through ACL injury, if you're just about to get surgery, I always recommend getting like a bucket or a shower stool or something. So then when you're sitting yep. on the toilet, you can prop your leg up on there. Makes it so much easier. I know. I'd like the second, the next time I did it. Yeah, like obviously with this surgery, I was so much more prepared. Right, I was like, "All right," I was like, "I'm not gonna have like an issue going to the bathroom." Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> so that journey in general, if you had to look back and say, you know, my mindset about fitness or about my sport before or myself before, what? How would you describe your mindset before? Before I had the surgery. Yeah. For now. Yeah, before, before you... I don't know, before, before I even had, like, a surgery or ACL, I literally, like, again, like I said, I felt invincible. Like, I was just, like, I felt like I could do anything. And then once I got hurt, I was, like, wait a second. Yeah. So how would you describe <laughs> your mindset now or after that surgery? My mindset now after after this one? Let's say, let's say um, after the first one, and then we'll say after this one too, because you're kind of during it, but I think you're prescri- yeah, perspective after, with this. Yeah, after the first one, I was like, when I finally was able to come back and do stuff, I was like, wow, like I feel so much stronger. Like mm-hmm. I literally felt like, I mean, I was never able to go completely back to what I did before because I just didn't have time. I had like one more year left. It was my senior year. I probably, mm-hmm. if I would have had one more year left, I would have probably like been back to where I wanted to be. Um, but I was like, wow, I feel a lot stronger. And I was more, I was stronger, obviously, mentally, like more mentally tough, you know, from going through that. Um, I never thought I would say that after that. I, yeah. thought, I thought like I was going to be a mess for like ever. <laughs> but I definitely like, it definitely was so, so much stronger from it. Um, after this surgery so far, honestly, my mindset from this surgery was completely different. I went into this completely knowing what I, I felt like I knew what I had to expect. And this time I told myself, like, I'm not going to let myself get into a hole. Like, I'm not going to get down on myself. I'm going to keep training. Um, I'm going to help people. That was completely different because I was actually reading this book. Um, I suggest, like, everybody be reading it. What was it? I think it's called The Seven Laws. Um, because I was so depressed. Like, I was so down after, my, like, the surgery uh, uh, when I got injured for this because I was it was so shocking to me. Yeah. Um, but um, I uh, – had read a, a book and it was said, you know, it's the law of karma or whatever. And in it, it said, um, I, I read it and I'm like, this is like the world is making me read this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally said like, you know what, maybe it said maybe for karma, like maybe you're going to go, maybe you go through an injury, but why not change this around and be like, how can I help have this and have, have this injury help other people? Mm-hmm. Like, will this injury help other people get through it? If you like talk about it, like maybe like, you know, they were talking about a broken leg, but they're like, maybe like you can make a device to help somebody. Like there's something like, like what can you do to help others? And I think that made my mindset for this one after so much different because it's not, it wasn't about me, me, me. Like I'm also like, you know what? I'm going to like talk about this and write everything about it so I can help others. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how perspective changes your whole outcome, right? Your whole journey. Totally. That when you Mm -hmm. have a perspective, not about like, woe is me, but your perspective is like, wow, like this is, okay, I I can do this. And I know it's going to be hard at times, but it's maybe it's not just about me. Maybe it's about how I can use whatever my platform is or whatever connections I have with to use that to help other people. 
Absolutely. I mean, this one really made me think about that and made me think about like how I can become stronger. It made me think about like how, you know, I've been go, 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 go for so long. Maybe taking a step back, you know, trying, I was actually like now I started like volunteering for things because I'm like, I need to take a step back and like, you know, do more for the community and stuff like that. It really like did a lot, a lot for me this time. I mean, obviously it's still, I'm still frustrated that it happened, but Mm -hmm. I feel like in the long run, I feel like I made way bigger of an impact. Um, getting hurt and like sharing my story than I would have if maybe I would have actually, you know, finished the course like I wanted to. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we, all, I always say, uh, when you share your story, you share your strength and it's not only inspiring other people and giving them the strength to get through it, but you're also realizing how strong you are because you're saying what you've been through and you're sharing that. And that strength is not only within you, but it's within other people too. And yeah. So it's cool to see that happen in, with you right now. And I think we got to bring everybody up to speed. You mentioned that you're now competing in American Ninja Warrior and we got to tell people how you got injured this last time. Okay. So that's, yes. (laughs) So I, so first off, before I even started about how I got injured, I trained, like I've been training since I was on on season seven and I really wanted to get back on and I've been training since then. When was season seven? What's that? When was season seven? season seven so it's season 10 right now oh, okay so was that three years ago okay. yeah so i've been trying to get on every single year i haven't gotten back on since um i was sending in videos i know they just you know it's a tv show they yeah. like you know so it's what you're trying to get on um but i kept training for the sport and i got really involved in the ninja community this year they did like little ninja leagues and stuff like that <laughs> and i felt I love so it. strong like i was doing like season in the ninja leagues i hired a trainer uh, the same trainer actually for my first acl and he was helping me with lateral movements and stuff because i wanted to make sure that I could do really well on the show and have strong. It's, it's, it's funny because it's like, I was like, I'm going to make sure I go in with really strong legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's crazy. So anyway, so I got there um, this year. I competed in Philadelphia. Um, again, I had like an amazing community behind me and I felt so good. I felt so strong. My legs felt strong. Um, I was, my left knee was bothering me a little bit because of scar tissue, but it was nothing like crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but I felt like super strong and I got on the course and, um, crushed the first obstacle. Um, I knew I had to get it past this obstacle called the wing nuts to make it to finals. Um, but in my head, I was like, I'm like, I don't know if I'll make it to finals. Like there's so many amazing competitors. Like how am I going to make it to finals? So why'd you doubt yourself? I, I think just because like everyone is so good and you never know with these obstacles, like you slip a little bit, like something happens. But yeah. when I got up there, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take it one obstacle at a time. Like I'm just going to go yeah. for it. And I, I was well-trained. So I'm like, I could definitely do it. So did the second obstacle, crushed it. I was like, wow, like, oh, my God. And I'm up there. I just remember being like, wow, like, that was pretty easy. <laughs> um, then um, I did the next obstacle. It was like a, a, uh, it was like a uh, unstable bridge. So um, you had to run really fast. Oh, yeah, like, where it, like, bounces thing. up and down. Yeah, so I literally, I've been training fast feet for so long. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to focus. going to focus on my steps. I'm going to get right through it. So I just mm-hmm. freaking went, got through it. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like, I'm on the freaking wing nuts and I know <laughs> that, um, I train those. I'm like, I can make these, like, yeah. I'm going to like, I'm, ma- I'm going to make it to finals right now. So get up there, crush the wing nuts, like right through them. Um, of course they don't show this on TV because they don't show someone getting hurt. Yeah. On my last wing nut, um, I went to dismount, um, felt great. I'm like, Oh my God, here I am. Like, I'm like in my head also, I was like, I'm thinking I'm going to finish the course right now because the yeah. next obstacle, like I knew I could probably do it and I didn't feel tired. So as I dismounted the wing nuts, wing nuts are sideways. So you swing sideways and then you have to dismount up to a higher mat. Okay. Um, I kind of tried to turn my body to face forward. So I would land like yeah. nice and like sharp. Right. Um, all of a sudden, as soon as I landed, so I completed the obstacle. Like I would have been in finals. This is what kills me so bad. <laughs> like I was like in Ugh, finals. Like after yeah. I did that, um, I just collapsed. I felt like a whole leg thing. I did. I didn't want to admit to myself, but I definitely felt like a pop or something. Yeah. But it was on my freaking good knee. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God. Like I had a brace. I had like a small brace on my left knee just in case. Uh-huh. And I was just, I was on the ground. Like they definitely didn't show this because I was just bawling my eyes out. Uh-huh. And I looked at the people. They were like, are you going to keep going? And I was like, I can't. Like I had my arm up. I was like shaking. And I was like, I can't do it. And I have to tell you though, everybody everybody people all like the you know i want to call them like the famous ninjas that i've always looked up to mm-hmm. everybody messaged me that night they were like you were amazing like oh my god like we were like this is going to be the next big ninja like i mean 
Oh. It was so devastating that, like, yeah. I felt like the whole thing was just, like, came pouring down on me. Because I was like, I finally did it. Like, mm-hmm. I made it. Yeah. And I'm like, why me? <laughs> but, Ugh, again, like, right? I felt like I made a bigger impact, you know, by, you know, hurt everyone. Like, I came back the next night and I watched all the other ninjas, even though my knee was, like, swollen as hell. Um, they told me I just had an MCL sprain at the emergency room, which never listened to the, to the yeah. emergency room. They yeah. don't know what they're talking about, unfortunately. Um <laughs> So they told me I'd be fine, but in my, and then I remember that next day getting out of the shower when it was softball and I remember it giving out on me. I'm like, this is a fucking ACL tear. Uh, <laughs> like I knew it. I was like, this is an ACL tear. Oh uh-huh. my God. Um, so when I got home, um, I know my client is actually a doctor and she got me in right away. I got my MRI within an hour. I knew it was torn. I'm like, all right now, instead of being, I was still obviously really upset. Um, but instead of, uh, giving up, I was like, you know what? I got to get into prehab now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do prehab last time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, I was already smart. I'm like, all right, get into prehab. Let's do this. Let's get the surgeon. Let's figure out the date, like right on it, like to figure it out. But yeah, yeah. so definitely devastating to know that, that, you know, could have been one of the top female competitors. Um, and that when you saw, you see the TV show, I think you air me a little bit. You'll see me jumping up and down on a bunch of the obstacles, like the good ones, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't show my run probably because I mean, it's a family show and, I mean, people were, I don't like, want to see that. devastated after it. <laughs> yeah. There were de- I mean, it wasn't. It didn't look that bad. Yeah. Um, but people were devastated after, like, because they were so excited about my run. Like, right. literally, people were, like, like so, I mean, even Akbar, he, like, follows me on Instagram right yeah. now. Um, he even, like, was, like, is, like, my cheerleader right now. So, it's just, like, it was, it sucked really bad. And I still think about it sometimes. But, again, I have to look back and change, again, change the perspective. Yeah. And be, like this is actually going to help people because I'm going to come back next year and I'm going to finish it. <laughs> There's so many things that you just said that are, I think that people can take away from this. One, you said, why me? And I think that it's okay to feel that way when, when the injury happens, that that's a normal feeling and it doesn't make you like horrible for thinking that. Right. Or, um, as long yeah. as you, have the ability to like sit in that and feel those emotions and then move on and say, okay, this is, you know, this is what it is. Kind of like you were saying, I, I got the MRI, I moved to the next step. And I realized that just getting kind of lost in the process a little bit of saying like, this is what my surgery is. I'm going to do prehab, this and that helps you feel like you're at least moving in the right direction in those first few weeks. But I think it's Absolutely. hard for athletes to realize that feeling those emotions are, okay and being vulnerable is an okay thing right it's almost it being vulnerable not only allows you to heal but it allows other people to tune into tune into their own feelings and say okay well it is okay for me to feel that way too absolutely and I wrote in my blog because I mean again I started I started blogs I'm like all right I'm just gonna blog this entire process I wrote a whole thing on the grieving process I was like it like losing my leg again and even the first time was like it's a grieving process you are grieving the fact that you know you you're basically grieving the fact that you know you're not gonna be able to do sports and stuff like you know that you're not going to be able to be active and you have you have to go through that you have to go through that grieving process um but you can't get stuck and that's literally what some um someone had told me they're like they're like they're like, you need to take this grieving process, cry it out, you know, mm-hmm. you know, go feel like, why me? Get it all out, but don't get stuck there. Like, you have to get yourself out of it. But it's, that's, you're right. It's so healthy to have that grieving because in your body, it's not even just like you're just going through it. Like, it's like chemicals in your brain. Yes, yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. Your body's trying to kill your leg right now, right? Mm-hmm. So you're obviously going to be more tired and depressed because it's literally putting all its focus on, oh, shoot, what happened to this leg? You got to, like, I got I to do something to fix yeah. it. Um, so super, super normal. And you're right. I feel like it's super important to be vulnerable because so many people are like, you know, trying to, this is what I think about Instagram sometimes. It's like, they're always like, oh, everything's great. Da, da, da. Look at me. I'm smiling. Like, no, that's not life. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's not what happens. You have to, like, you do have those times where you're like sitting there like, oh my God, like, you know, everyone has those moments. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's important to, you know, tell other athletes and stuff like that, that, that's okay. You can grieve over your leg, but don't get stuck there for like months and months and months. Grieve. And it's like, what's breakups people say, you know, cry it out (laughs) and get over it. (laughs) And then you got to move on to the next thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the other thing that you mentioned that I think is really important is, um, the, 
the feedback and the messages that you got from other people in your community, I think not a lot of people, maybe they do get that, but maybe they don't. And I think it's important that regardless of what you feel from other people, like other people do not know this process and it is okay to reach out to people and say, Hey, like I need help. I need someone to listen to me. I need someone to just sit here with me and watch a movie, whatever it may be that you have to build your team and explain to them and let them know, like, I know you might not understand what I'm going through, but like, I need you to be a part of it as well. If you're willing to just sit here and be my friend. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's what's so great about this. So I don't know if a lot of people know this, but like literally the ninja community is absolutely amazing. They literally, um, everyone supports everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not just about like finishing the course. It's, yeah. it's community. We Everybody wants everyone to finish the course. And, um, you know, everybody, like even the people who, you know, are high up there, they, they will check in. Like literally they were there for me, like from the start. It was insane. I literally, I literally never had so much support in my entire life. The first ACL tear, like, yeah, I had my gymnastics team, but I don't think they were really, like, I don't want to say they weren't supportive, but they just weren't, like, this community. Like, just always, like, literally I had people come up to Rhode Island to make sure that I was okay, that I barely even knew. They're like, they're like, hey, like, you want to go do something? I feel like you need to do something. I was like, wow, okay. Like, yeah. That was really nice, actually. I do need something. And it reminds you to be that person, too, and when the tables have turned, right? How much that means to you that you can then pay it forward to somebody else in due time yeah you don't really you you don't realize the impact that you can have on somebody by just being like how's it going yeah like do you need something like even if you don't know them like you know how are you doing like really how like but really how are you doing right. <laughs> like you know what i mean yeah um yeah it's definitely definitely is something you don't realize how much you can impact somebody definitely reaching out to people i think it's super important yeah and so now you're about what eight weeks post-op so yeah my surgery was june june 12th Actually, it's like, yeah, it's not even eight weeks. Yeah, so seven seven weeks. So what's your what do your days look like right now? Oh, my God. My day is, like, <laughs> so today, like, I trained all my clients from, like, 5 a.m. to, like, maybe, like, 11 a.m., and then I rushed over to physical therapy. Um, I go there three times a week. Um, today, we did a lot of, like, strengthening stuff and things like that. Um, was able to finally go on the bike. I got cleared today for elliptical nice um so that was like i'm like oh my god i'm so excited yeah um so uh but yeah that's not, and then i normally come back and i train some more and then um on days that i don't have as much stuff going on with like physical therapy and i'm like on my own i'll do my therapy exercises um and then i've been trying to do obviously whatever i can without my leg mm-hmm. um so i'll do like some upper body training i've been trying to like i, I set myself some goals i'm like i want to make i want to have a solid like handstand holds I want to have a nice pistol squat like I just like tried to set myself like little things to do um it's super important to train still train your like your your good leg if you want to call it yeah um because there's kind of there's a crossover effect so like as your body is getting stronger on your good side um your uh, your right one like my right one wants to catch up so Mm -hmm. um it really helps the recovery so you don't want to just like not do anything right um it's super important to do both. But yeah, so my days are basically like that. Um, What's your favorite strength exercise people. that you're doing currently? My, my favorite one? Yeah. Um, let me think. Well, I was, well, obviously I was really excited because the other day I finally made a revolution around the bike, which whoever yes. is going through this now might understand. Yes. Like just sitting there, like trying to crank the revolution around. Mm, I <laughs> so just I feel it. Feeling bike. like your skin's yeah, going to rip, huh? Yeah. Oh my God. So absolutely. much pressure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he made me do today. We did a lot of like, um, like single leg, obviously single leg things, but we did a lot of single leg, like balancing things that you wouldn't think would be hard. Like one of the ones you literally just stand on your one leg, you have your other leg like um, up at 90 degrees and you have a kettlebell and you're literally just like taking the kettlebell and raising it over your head. Mm. And it's one of those things, those exercises where you're like, I would never think that would be hard. (laughs) And then you're doing it and you're like, wow, this is like my core. This is my leg. This is my Do you think there's a aspect of humility in this rehab that helps you appreciate yourself and your body a little bit more? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I definitely appreciate some, I mean, it's like you go like, I mean, I did a lot of OCR races and and trail runs and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I used to be like, I hate running, I hate running. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that I was able to run. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you start to think to yourself like, wow, like, you know, here I am being like, oh my God, I hate that. But I should be grateful because, you know, 
some people are stuck in this situation, not like with an ACL tear where they can come back. They're stuck in like, you know, maybe they only have, maybe they don't have a leg. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So it definitely puts you down, like, and it makes you sit back and realize like, wow, like I should be so grateful for those things that I was able to do. Yeah. Well, one of the things is that you're doing is you are taking advantage of what you can do. And I think that's really important. I think it would be cool if you're up for it, if you wrote like a little bit of a core arm circuit that people could do when they can't use, you know, they're unable to use one of their legs right now, something that they could do since, you know, this is your area of expertise. It'd be great for us to share on the podcast in the podcast notes, uh, a little workout that you put together. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I've been working on. Like I was telling you before, I've been working on writing how to train while injured. I mean, I literally came in um, maybe like seven days after my surgery. I didn't do anything crazy, Mm -hmm. but I came into my gym and I just sat on the bench and I did what I could seated. You know what I mean? There, there is things you can still do to keep, you know, kind of get that flow going. It's definitely hard at first because your body's trying to uh, repair your leg. Um, But there's definitely things you can do um, to work around it. And I also like, I think the biggest thing that happened with me with my Instagram is like, I had my, one of my videos blow up because I was hanging from a bar, like flipping around my crutch. Um, but <laughs> some people were like, Oh, that's reckless. But I, to me, it was less of that, like, and more of like showing people that like, you can still do things yeah. and have some fun with, I'm trying to have fun with it. I'm like, you know, if I'm going to be on crutches, yeah. like I might as well make funny videos or do something <laughs> fun, like, you know, have fun with it. Cause I'm stuck on them right now. So yes. I got to make some light of the situation. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I love that. I, I think that's what you, you have a good um, outlook for everything currently. And then, you know, I, I'm curious and I think people would want to know, in a year from now, Angela, when you're, you know, back to your fullest, healthiest, strongest you again, what, where do you hope to be? Oh man, a year from now? Well, a year from now, I'm hoping to be back on Ninja. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I definitely want to go, I'm going back and I know, I, I don't know how good, you know, I'm not saying how good I'll be, but I don't know, like, you know, how, how it's going to go down or what's going to happen, but I'm going back on that course not only for myself, but to show others that, you know what, like if you go through something like this, like you can come back, like you can do it. Like, don't just like think that your life is completely over. Um, And yeah, a year from now, I'm really hoping that I do. um, I really want to do more with like helping people like training while injured. Um, I I work with a lot of clients right now who do have injuries and I do have to work. I have somebody with a connective tissue disorder. I have to work around their, their problems all the time, um, back issues, but I definitely like feel like I see myself, you know, going and helping more people like me, um, getting through it for their workouts and stuff like that and showing them that like, you know, you can still stay active. I love it. I love it. Um, thank you so much for talking with us, Angela, and sharing your story. And um, I'm going to actually pencil into my calendar right now that in a year from now, we need to do a new podcast and update everybody on where you are at, because I think it would be cool to, um, you know, bring it full circle and show the whole process and show people the work that you put in during the year and where you are now, because, you know, the, the goal that you said is not important. It's the, really the journey that it takes to get you there and what you learn along the way. Right. Absolutely. And I also like one of my other like favorite quotes, I'm sure you see it all the time with this injury is, you know, injury brings opportunity Mm. and it does, it brings so much opportunity for you. So it's like, I think that's like super, super important to see like through your journey is that all the opportunities through it. Like, I mean, even like I told you, I met up with another ACL girl the other day, like, you know, can like connect with people with the same issues. Um, try and be creative with your workouts. You know what I mean? You'll be vulnerable. Like we were saying, like, it's like go through this journey and really, you know, take it all in. You're already outside your comfort zone, right? You might as well keep going. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. One last thing I like to ask everybody when they're on the podcast, it's called show your scars. And what do your scars mean to you? What do my scars mean to me? Um, Hmm. That's so interesting. I never really thought about my scar. I'm looking at my scar right now, actually. Good. <laughs> um, because my, my, my left side, I don't really have that much of a scar because it's, um, it was a cadaver. But this one was a, um, I did a patella, so I have, like, this line on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess it, um, I feel like maybe my scar represents, like, a transformation. I feel like, you're, like you know, yeah. is a transformation for me to um, reach, like, the potential that I've always wanted to reach. 
Um, so I feel like that's kind of what it is to me. Um, cause it's I feel really like, answer. yes, I was like in the right path before, but I feel like now because of it and because of my scars, I'm now transforming into that person I wanted to be. That's like really going to help people, you know? That's a really good answer. I love that. I feel inspired just hearing it. Um, <laughs> thank you. I, I love your energy. I love what you're doing not only in your, your rehab, but how you're helping other people through fitness. And, um, I look forward to working with you in the future and, you know, everyone here at show your scars and they sail club, we wish you the best of luck during this rehab. Oh, absolutely. And thank you so much. I totally appreciate you. Like, you know, letting me share my story with everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode with Angela. I think she said a lot of great things. She reflected on how it is difficult, how she leaned on her family for support. And what I like is she's connected with someone and made her own little mini ACL club. That's what we hope that you guys find strength in this club, but then you pass it on, right? The the power and the strength within comes in paying it forward and helping someone who you see in physical therapy who's a little bit behind you and you say, you know what, I've been there, but look at me now. Or gaining strength from them, asking them questions. That's the ACL club. That's why this whole thing got started. And that's what we hope that we empower you guys to feel confident enough to inspire one another in the process. So with that being said, we're working on something really cool where we're gonna have a system where we can buddy you up with somebody. If you guys are interested in this buddy system, comment on our Instagram post with Angela today, Monday, July 30th. And it's the Instagram post about Show Your Scars podcast on the ACL Club or on Show Your Scars podcast. We can see who's all interested and then get this really going because it would be awesome to connect you with someone, not only for you to ask questions, but for you to also help. So. A lot of cool things happening here with Show Your Scars with the ACL Club, and you guys are a big part of it. We want to help cater to you. So keep letting us know. Keep commenting on all of our podcasts on our Instagram, and subscribe and review this podcast. That helps us so much. It allows other people to see it and to get what you're getting out of it. So thank you so much. Make sure you guys go out there and show your scars with pride.